Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk about what is a wage order today. And I know for many of you, you probably think this is a very elementary topic, and it can be, but today we're going to talk about the complexities because it is a very important thing for you to understand what wage orders apply to your business, okay? Now, the interesting thing about wage orders is they are promulgated by the Industrial Welfare Commission here in California. That is part of the state of California Department of Industrial Relations, just like the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board and the California Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, which is our labor commissioner, as well as CalOSHA, which is responsible for safety and health here in California. So the wage orders cover both industries and occupations, depending on the number of the wage order. Each of the wage orders are available at the Department of Industrial Relations website which is dir.ca.gov backslash IWC. There you will find all of the, what we call Industrial Welfare Commission wage orders. Now, they are all formatted to print on eight and a half by 11 inch paper, which is important because you have to post your wage orders with all of the other posters you have in the workplace, okay? It's very important. Now, the other thing that is out there is the minimum wage order. And the minimum wage order is also important. It talks about a lot of things that are relevant to all of the industries and occupations covered by the wage orders. Now, very important for you to understand what the wage orders do. By the way, there are 17 of them, okay? And as I said, they apply to various industries and occupations. So what's interesting is the wage orders are described um, in a document called Which IWC Wage Order? that you can get if you just Google which IWC wage order. And what it is, it's a pamphlet that is issued by the Industrial Welfare Commission. And they go through all of the wage orders. And they explain to you, first of all, am I going to be covered by an industry wage order or an occupation wage order? Now, the industry wage order trumps so you first need to decide, does an industry wage order apply to you? And those are going to be IWC wage orders 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. If the industry wage orders do not apply to you, then you're going to be covered by an occupational wage order, which is IWC wage orders 4, 14, 15, 16, and 17. So just to give you an example, when you look at the industries, IWC wage order one, for example, is the manufacturing industry. IWC wage order seven is the mercantile industry. 
So things can get very tricky when you're looking at crops and farming in terms of which wage orders apply because some of them are occupational and some of them are industry. So this document, you got to get it, okay? The document is under dir.ca.gov backslash DLSE backslash which IWC order classifications.pdf. I know that's a lot. dir.ca.gov backslash DLSE backslash which IWC order classifications.pdf. This document is a treasure trove and it helps you understand which wage order or wage orders will apply to you. Now, if you work in a law firm like I do, it's really easy. I'm not covered by an industry order. I'm covered by wage order four, which is an occupational order, okay? And wage order four covers professional, technical, clerical, mechanical, and similar occupations. And if you look at wage order four, it explains to you exactly who's covered. So it goes through office work, accountants, agents, appraisers, artists, attendants, collectors, computer programmers, editors, mailers, messengers, all the way down, okay? And yes, lawyers, okay, law offices are uh, covered by this wage order. Now, what's interesting is you may have an industry wage order, like for example, retail, okay, where you have a clerical person. Think of your favorite Target store, right? They have cashiers. They have people who work at their uh, cash registers. Normally, a cashier would be covered by wage order four, but because you're covered by an industry wage order, wage order seven, retail, those clerical folks are covered under the same industry wage order. Now, sometimes you're going to have two industry wage orders that apply. For example, you might have a winery that has a retail store. Well, then the folks who work in the retail store are going to be covered by wage order seven. The forks in the winery are going to be covered by another wage order. And generally, it's going to be potentially covered by the order 14, which is actually an occupational wage order, or wage order 13, which is an industrial wage order, covers the industry of, of preparing agricultural products for market. Now, I'm afraid I'm losing some of you because I know we're in the weeds, but I want you to understand this. What the wage orders do is they tell you all sorts of things about who is covered. So the first section of the wage order is going to talk about the applicability of the order. They go through who is exempt from the wage order. As you might remember, last week I was talking about who can be exempt. Well, the wage orders are very helpful in describing to you and explaining who is exempt from the wage orders, okay? It goes through overtime, time and a half, double time. It talks about alternative work week schedules, talks about how to elect an alternative work week schedule, minimum wages, when you owe reporting time pay, what records you have to keep as an employer, 
what you can do when somebody has a shortage in their cash register or they break something, how to handle uniforms and equipment, what to do if you give your employees meals or lodging for that you pay for, when you have to give meal periods and rest periods, what about temperature in the workplace? It can't be too hot. What about elevators, okay? What penalties are available? Um, some of you might be aware that there is a suitable seating requirement in the wage order. So there's a lot going on in the wage order. Now, sometimes the wage order may conflict with the labor code or an interpretation of the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, the DLSE. Remember, that's basically our labor commissioner. If that happens, you're going to be looking at which one is going to trump. Generally, it's going to be the labor code, okay? So it may be that the labor code has some provisions that are more beneficial to the employee, so you're going to apply um, the labor code instead of the wage order. But you have to post the wage order. doesn't have to be a fancy copy, by the way. You could just print it out every year. So it has the date on the bottom of the printout of the year you are in. So you don't want to have a printout from, you know, 2010. You want to have the printout from 2023. And as I said, some of you are going to be covered by multiple wage orders. So that's going to be really important for you to understand. Now, there are some frequently asked questions at the DIR's website where they talk about which wage orders cover your workplace. They give you a link to businesses. They also give you a link to that pamphlet I was talking about, the which IWC wage order. So those are located on the part of the DIR website where they talk about workplace postings. Okay, and of course there are FAQs at the DIR's website for just about everything you may need to deal with as part of wage hour compliance. So the wage orders are important for you to post. They're also important for you to know there are different overtime rules in certain wage orders. There are different requirements about suitable seating. There, there's just a lot of different things that are in these wage orders. And honestly, if you buy them from the IWC, they're very small print, and a lot of people just glaze over them. They just say, oh my gosh, I don't have any idea what this is. Well, you can print it out, as I said, in nice size print on eight and a half by 11 paper, and you post it. And you will see everything that is required, including, by the way, posting of the order, right? The language of the wage order says, every employer shall keep a copy of this order posted in an area frequented by employees where it may be easily read during the workday, where the location of work or other conditions make this impractical, such as remote workers, right? Every employer shall keep a copy of this order and make it available to every employee upon request. If you have remote workers, I strongly suggest that you go ahead and have them uh, give them a copy of all of the workplace postings that they can hang up, um, including those wage orders. So the wage orders are something that a lot of people don't talk about, but they're critically important. And when you're looking at wage hour compliance, 
when you're making sure you're giving people the right rest breaks, the right meal periods, you're you're giving them reporting time pay and on-call pay if they're non-exempt and they're entitled to it. You've got to know what these wage orders say. So I want you to put on your to-do list for this week to number one, check your boards, make sure you've got the wage order or the wage orders posted. If you've got remote employees, make sure you've sent them a copy. And then I want you to read the wage order. Take a minute to read through it. Understand all of the provisions. Understand what they're looking at, what they're talking about, and why they're so important. By the way, they haven't issued new wage orders in a while, a long while. In fact, the funding for the Industrial Welfare Commission is not even in the budget these days. But it doesn't matter because they were updated in 2021, and you can print them in 2023, right? So don't forget, they've got to be posted with your other workplace posters. Everyone, thank you so much for joining me here today. I love this podcast. I love that you listen. I'm so grateful for your support and your participation. Don't forget, you can always email me at jshaw at shawlawgroup.com if you have ideas for the podcast or topics you would like me to cover. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 